When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Merrymakers! Scottsdale, Arizona is turning up the heat this holiday season in more ways than one. From November through New Year's, Scottsdale is ablaze with festive holiday light displays, spicy southwestern cuisine, and sun-filled days that are perfect for Sonoran desert hikes, championship golf, poolside lounging, alfresco dining, and more. Visit HolidaysInScottsdale.com for seasonal offers, including hotel rates from $90 per night. That's HolidaysInScottsdale.com. All right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're here and for the Full Gear, Wrestling's Full Gear podcast and review. Uh, that was a terrible intro. I'm sorry, Raj. I'm here with Raj Geary. And- <laughs> Jesse. I know. I, I blew it. I'm sorry. I got to script these things out for me. I, I, can't, I can't go off bullet points. Um, how'd you guys like the show? And Matt Morgan. I said that. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, <sighs> Fuck you, Really quick. Welcome, folks, to the Wrestling Podcast. I am Matt Morgan, some dude, Jesse in the middle, and Raj over in the far end. We had a wonderful, spectacular Saturday night at AEW Action. Thank you for joining us here on the hottest podcast in all the land, Wrestling Inc. Post Show Podcast. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Matt, for that awesome intro. Guys, what would you guys think about the show real quick? I was just saying before we started that I, I always – I don't I, – I'm always a homer. I admit it when we when we judge these things, but – What's the first thing I told you guys? That these shows are way too damn long. I've been waiting all day to watch this show. Again, this is the second back-to-back times this has happened where I'm falling asleep in the main event. I'm just going to be honest. Um, Not because I wasn't excited to watch any of it, but because it is too damn long. I thought it was a great pay-per-view. I thought it was uh, one of the stronger AEW pay-per-views that they did. There were some minuses. Yes. Um, I loved it. Eddie Kingston's, Eddie Kingston's gear. We'll talk about it. I know Jesse has an all Japan lover that 2% of the audience got. That's no, great. Excalibur said it, said it. He said it was inspired yeah, by Mitsuharu. Still no one's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> What's to get? He How says it's inspired by a great wrestler. So yes, if Roman Reigns comes in a grudge him. match dressed as Akeem and they say, hey, Hey, he's he's dressed as a great old uh, '80s WWF okay. wrestler. All right, so that all right, makes it so okay to be to be to, right. to, to be. No, listen. If, can you guys hear me? Listen. Yeah, we yeah. can. Masawa Masawa was a was a huge star, a, a humongous legend, Hall of Famer in Japan. To be fair, but I also make the argument: two percent of our audience here that's watching it knows this. I mean, that's fine. I I personally nah, like. I don't find the don't gear so. that distracting. I actually marked out for the gear. But, you know, I'm obviously I'm always, I'm obviously in a small. The majority of people on Twitter were were ripping on the gear. They didn't they didn't get it or B. It I said two percent of it. our audience knows who the who the guy is. I said two percent knows Pe- who Masawa is. People people know way more who Homicide is. We're Homicide's gear, <sighs> right? From Impact. Yeah, <laughs> you perhaps. know who Homicide I don't think is. It's a big, I don't think it's a Nobody big deal. If you were asking, if you were watching the show, 
if as a, as a fan, you're watching the show and you're like, what's he doing wearing that gear? And then Excalibur says, that gear is inspired by Mitsuharu Matsawa, the Japanese legend. It's one of Eddie's heroes. Like, that's it. That's the end of the story. Like, I don't think is you're it? still... Again, yeah, I don't. If Roman there. Reigns, if they're like, oh, what inspired his gear? He's oh, he's wearing Akeem, the African Dream, nineteen ninety one. If it looks like shit on him, it looks like shit on him. Okay, that's fine. If you think it looks like shit, I personally just don't think that's big, that big of an issue with his gear. It, it, it was a huge. He looked like a joke. He looked like a jobber out there, and and his whole thing up till the buildup was this badass New Real Yorker. Person. Doesn't he'll stab you? And then he's wearing this neon green, his guts hanging out, and these shorts. He looked like crap. It was. It just did not fit the part. Just, yeah. I mean, I can get over that. Wear a t-shirt, wear shorts. None of us can. Wear jeans Uh, and a t-shirt. It would look way better. Uh, sure. It I was, guess for the case for the case of the street fight. Yeah, I mean, these are characters, and he. I don't think it's such a great character. Yeah, I even I even tweeted out that I I found the I find the, an interesting paradox that he's this guy that's inspired by this four pillars all Japan style wrestling, but he's also at the same time this loud New Yorker. So I'm entertained by that kind of notion. I'm entertained by the gear. I'm like, oh, he's wearing Masawa's gear. That's that's awesome. He, um, he's easily. I don't think it's a big problem. Things in wrestling right now. Oh, he's is my great. microphone not working? Is my no, Matt, we can hear you. Guys, tell me. You're good. Oh. Um. Yeah, he, he's the most entertaining. One of the most entertaining things in wrestling right now. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of the people at Raj that were not admitting it looked bad is because we want it to. We want him to be this main event star because I'm sorry he backs it up on the mic and I, I love watching him. So I don't know. But let's okay. get into the show. Get into the show. Well, I'm trying to click on the comments a little bit. We got. Can I do this, or is that you have to do that? I do I have to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, first off, well, well, we'll get back to this. Jamin John is asking if you have any memories of Taker back in 2003 from SmackDown. We'll get back to that. And then Justin Lopez with the five dollars super chat saying the attire does not match his consi- his character. It's too inconsistent. I agree. If you if Roman again, it's Roman Reigns coming in, out dressed like Hakeem, it would suck. Okay, again. I, I, I said this offline. I think like a better analogy would be like Randy Savage, Savage 1992 yes. Macho King outfit because yes. Akeem is like not a significant person in wrestling. No, history. but if it brings out the worst in you, like if it if it it, it, it I understand. No, I understand. Nobody I understand. would look, listen. No wrestler would look up to Akeem either. No offense to Akeem, and be inspired enough to wear his shit. So yeah, <laughs> let's use Macho King for your example, or whomever for your example. If it doesn't fit the talent, though, that's what we should be talking about here. And it doesn't fit the talent, right? It just doesn't. Um, this is the one guy carbon cut, cut out to wear the cut-off black T-shirt, the uh, uh, jean jorts. He can get away with that. Bandana on backwards like Tupac. Uh, that's it. That's all he's got to do. Call it a day. <laughs> uh, real quick, fun times with games. Why does Kenny look so weird without his ring gear? He dresses like he got out of bed yeah, he without dresses, his ring gear. He's, a, he's not a sharp dresser. Ricky Starks, on the other hand, is a sharp dresser. Yeah, he, he dresses like a <laughs> star. sharp. But we'll get into it. We'll get into that. But ahead. Yeah, okay. Uh, KG Laundry says, who cares what these athletes wear? Screw what the trendy people on Twitter say. Jesus, are there men out there that still watch wrestling for the sport and not for the fashion? That's it. We're only talking about fashion. We're not even going to talk about the show. We're well, going to just go over what uh, people Wrestling wearing. is not a sport. It's entertainment, and part of it is stars and superstars. And, yes, that does matter. 
Okay. Uh, and he's saying the same type of there. So, real quick, just I'm going to go uh, through the one pre- more thing. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Alejandro Villarreal saying only downside of Darby winning was he did not get the pop he deserved after being able to finally win the TNT Championship. He sure. still got a good pop. That, that's yeah, I mean, anybody that wins something. That, it's anybody that has is in this day and age of COVID. Yeah, but you that's still just the reality. The talents at the right time. And this was a very good uh, moment for. I, I like this. It was a great match. We're going to do that. I don't want to forego. Let's get into it. Yeah. So real quick, just go through. I'm just going to. The pre-show only had one match on it. It was Serena Deeb versus uh, Allison Kay for the NWA Women's Championship. It was probably like seven or eight minutes. Serena Deeb retained. Uh, she got Allison Kay to submit. Uh, what, did you get, did you guys see the pre-show at all? Yeah. No. Serena did you, I did not. I think Serena Deeb looks. I cannot believe Always that WWE good. didn't use her as a wrestler. She is so good. Like, I thought maybe she was Pastor Prime, or, uh, but she isn't. She looked so good. Yep, she's a veteran woman's talent that's got a lot of experience, and those people, those are, are always in demands. And I don't know what her contract situation is. I don't know how much she's going to be on AEW, but I think for a company like AEW that needs experienced women like that, the more we see her on the product, uh, is the better. And then in the post-match, Thunder Rosa actually came out, Thunder Rosa having lost the NWA Women's Championship to Serena Deeb at the NWA pay-per-view a few weeks ago. It looks like they're going to continue that feud, and by the fact that this happened on an AEW show, I assume that we're going to see something either on Dynamite or, or on a pay-per-view down the road between those two. All right. And, yeah, so that was it on the pre-show. They did a lot of video packages. I recommend, actually, if you have the chance to watch some of these video packages on the pre-show because I think they do an awesome job, especially with some of these feuds like MJF and Jericho and Moxley and Kingston because those had such great builds that I felt like that they had uh, really good video packages that mixed in promos and everything like that. So we're going to go to the opening match. It was Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Kenny Omega wins the match via One Wing Angel. After the match, Kenny storms out and doesn't, you know, console with page page looked sad that he lost the title so kenny's the number one contender for the championship uh matt what'd you think about the first match um great great uh bell to bell action obviously like everyone knew it would be i just again don't like hangman page sitting there more worried that his buddy beat him and left stormed off versus what checking on him versus hanging out with him to hug him like like they gotta stop as hell. Um, but that said, I do think I'm actually more interested in Kenny getting booked a certain way, winning matches, being in the heavyweight championship title match, right contendership at least, and being treated like a main event talent. He needs to pick up the one his end on the stuff in between. Um, and we'll get into that when they we go to Young Buck match towards the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Raj, what did you think of the match? I thought it was really good. I thought it was it's a awesome strong match. opener. Um, yeah. I mean, I was surprised because AEW usually does the UFC style where you start with the the least hyped match. Mm-hmm. So you'd like you start with your uh, John Silver, uh, Orange Cassidy match and then build up from right. there. But they kind of mixed it up. This was more WWE style where they try to start off with a hot opening match and then bring you down and then up and then down. Uh, I thought it was really good uh, from a storytelling point. I, I, I feel like we'll see where it goes from here. But Adam Page, I think he's he, 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 when he's the puppy dog, 
he sucks. I, I feel like it's hard to. You think he's too passive when he's passive, but he when he was be getting aggressive. over when we had crowds, it was when he was drinking beer, mm-hmm. going crazy. And that's the Adam page that was getting over. And that's the Adam page that I think fans want. And I think that's the Adam page that can be a superstar. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Cause I think later, uh, wasn't he in the tunnel at the end? Yeah. They didn't draw a ton of attention to it, but you could see when Kenny was out, like helping the bucks up, Adam page was lurking I, in the background. It was actually a he, great camera shot. Oh my God. He looked like a, I, miss, I actually, I missed it. Yeah, he did. He looked like a jilted ex-girlfriend. And I and I was going to say, you almost missed it. I had to rewind it and go back and see it only because Tony Schwein's like, who's that lurking in the shadows? You know? Yeah, the so announcers, like, they didn't. I was like, well, they didn't. So I had to go back and see it again. Thank God he surrounded at least said something for me to go back and see it. But, yeah, I thought the match was really good. I thought they kind of left a lot of meat on the bone. Like, they didn't do everything they could have yeah, um, in this place, yeah, Three no, I agree. That's the way it should be, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is still going. This yeah, was... this isn't their first, their last match together uh, against each other. And I thought that, um, I thought Hangman Page could win this match. I thought there was a storyline you have where Page wins the match, then he beats Moxley for the title, and he beats Kenny to the AEW Championship, and that kind of sends Kenny further over the edge. And, it, you know, it elevates Hangman faster and kind of sets up the feud where Hangman is the champion and Kenny is the challenger. Um, but it they got to like, they they get Hangman hot to do that. And they're, yeah, they're mean, cooling it, him down. He's Well, Hangman's another all. guy. He's a guy whose momentum was really peaking when they had crowds. And when they don't have crowds, he's but definitely – you don't kill it. I don't think but, he's been but, killed. But, but, no, now with no the puppy dog that, stuff, he's getting – killed he was but, there, but he was, you're, you're right raj but there's no matter what there, there's no way for him to come out of this positive because he's not gonna be and can they really do need to get on access on track asap he's a big mm-hmm. i do i, I like i like hang, hangman page more or less better but i'm still waiting to see the kenny omega that everybody heard all his great stuff about from japan Yada yada, best belt machine, yada yada yada, but transition into an American audience. They've had a year now to figure out how to do this. I'll argue he's had a year to figure out yeah. how to get that over. That's on him. Um, and we'll get into it at the end. Coming out in lost and found gym shorts <laughs> that he tripped, slipped on a banana peel, and just probably threw on before making a run and help his best friends win a tag team titles. That's the little shit I'm talking about. I'm not saying he's got to wear a three piece suit. Not that crap. I will say this. We are starting to see um, by the ratings uh, that you can get an audience back with the right storyline. Roman Reigns on SmackDown and Sasha Banks and Bayley. The last two weeks, they have done the ratings in the 18 to 49 demo that they were doing before the pandemic. Like uh, it's been equaling what they were doing. Uh, It's been hot. So. We're getting to a point now where I think you can get back, and now with the news stations, now that the election is going to die down, we'll see. Well, we'll see, but it's it's going to come down some, I would think. We'll see, but um, from the ratings, uh, we'll be able to tell a lot real quick. Uh, Rojo Bear twenty four saying, "I'm glad Shida won. Nyla is still green." And oh no, no, God, we'll get into that. Let's keep it with the 
flow of the show uh, to the, all the callers or writers, please. Yeah, the only problem is they disappear. <laughs> Can't get back to them. Uh, Jody, Shauna Jenkins saying, speaking of fashion, the MJF <laughs> robe mocking uh, Jack and Chris Jericho's robe by the Lights Plus. Was great. Uh, MJF's plaid worked in as well on point. MJF gets it. Of course, he gets it. He dresses like a star. All right. And, uh, oh, sorry. Tomorrow, or, no. Yeah, uh, go Cole for Cohen it. Saying, I like the little touches in the finish where Paige was fighting to the last second, even when Kenny had him on the shoulders for the winning one winged angel. I thought that was great. Everything Me is too. a struggle. Everything is a struggle. That's how you sell good competition. And finally, KG Laundry saying, how can you call the men and women athletes, but wrestling is not a sport? Athletes play sports, and these men and women are athletes, which means wrestling is a sport. So uh, I, I, I come from this school. Jim Cornette's one of the biggest influences on me early in my career. Helped train me, right? But they always call it entertaining sport. Is when they start calling sports entertainment, like Jimmy lost his mind over it, right? They st- that was right around that time I started with WWE. WWE, though, WWF to WWE. And call it an entertaining sport with athletes because I'm an ex-collegiate two-sport athlete. So most, you could bet your, you know, whatever, we are all athletes. No question. You have to be a good athlete more times than not to be a good, successful wrestler. But you need to be a better entertainer on top of anything else. It's like uh, figure skating, which is an Olympic sport. It's rehearsed. They plan their routines or ballet or whatever. But you have um, to be athletic to pull You have to be athletic, there. yes. You have to be – if you're not, you're not going to make it. So, the yes. Worst, the worst conversation in sports talk radio is, is this a sport? Is this not a sport? Is NASCAR a sport? All that kind of stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. so we're going to – second match on the show was uh, – Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Really? Orange Cassidy won with a beach break. Um, I thought it started slow, but they did a bunch of complicated spots, picked up the speed at the end. Matt, what do you think about the second match? I, I love Silver. He's my Orange Cassidy so far this year, honestly. Um, I knew he wasn't going to win. I mean, he was there to do the job, but I'm happy he got mm-hmm. some pay-per-view shot a little bit. Yeah, you got this in that this group. Matt, but, you're uh, breaking up a little. Orange Cassidy. Can you hear me? You're breaking up a little. All right, let me come back. I'll come back. Okay. Um, I thought, I felt like Orange Cassidy needed a bigger match. Uh, coming off of a win over Jericho at the last pay-per-view, John Silver. If you're not watching BTE, you're like, why the fuck is this guy on the pay-per-view? You know? Like, uh, it, it's to that... Die, die hard fan that, but that is such a small percentage of the people that actually watch BTE. And anyone that understands how YouTube views and actual TV ratings knows knows what I'm talking about. It's actually yeah. I mean, I think the pay per view buys. I think pay per view is a little bit different because I think pay per views are going to have a greater percentage of hardcore fans than that are maybe paying attention to BTE. I mean, this is just a a, a mid card. Second match from the top. Right, right. Well, well, not, wouldn't you want to put Orange Cassidy with someone like a, um, a Ricky Starks or just someone higher up the ladder after coming off a win of a Chris Jericho yeah, on the to last me, pay-per-view? To me, this is him. Orange Cassidy gets a match on the pay-per-view. There's a lot of talented guys who don't get a match on a pay-per-view, on, the, on this pay-per-view. Yeah, but someone that they, but they believe in they believe in John Silver. So they're giving him an opportunity. Give John Silver someone else. Give John Silver a, uh, you know, build him up. But, bro, even Starks that you use, just do you really want to see Starks take a loss on a pay-per-view already? 
again? Well, I mean, I mean, I can name a ton of guys, you know, that that could take a loss to Orange Cassidy. I'm with you, Matt, John on the John. On the, I'm with you, Matt, on the John Silver hype. I, uh, Tony, so Con, Tony Khan told a story on a podcast that basically that he saw John Silver doing this stuff on Being the Elite and had he wasn't doing any of that on the main show. And he's like, dude, we got to get you doing this on the main show because if he's over on Being the Elite, he's in like five segments on each episode. Here's the and thing, so if they're trying to get him established. Okay. Well, if, if, you're if you're over, you if you're over off, if, if you're over off stage, like yeah. people would always say how Dean Malenko was hilarious backstage. Yes. Or uh, you hear all these wrestlers who have all this charisma backstage, but if it doesn't translate in front of a national audience. No, yes, you're correct. But to be fair, Raj, you haven't seen any of these being the elite, so you don't know what we're talking about. He's not doing it backstage. Hang on, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm driving this kid's train. You guys, anyways, listen. The difference is, Raj... There's not. It's not video of Dean Malenko holding court. It's not video of Dean Malenko doing these hilarious skits. It's not. This is proof that this kid can carry stuff. He's hilarious. He's in shape. He, I know he's short, but at least he's jacked. Looks like he's, he's an athlete, God forbid. But more importantly, he's entertaining his crap, and it's video of him doing it. All right? I know it's a small audience on being the elite, right? I, I get that. But... The point is, if you own that company, you're Tony Khan, you're watching this going, what the fuck? Why are we not doing this on our TV? No shit, Tony Khan. Why aren't you doing it on TV? Stop putting him in a mask and making him do lame ass shit. Well, to that point, then let's get him out of the dark order, which is the death knell, and have yes. him beat the librarian. Give him a small win to start, build him up slowly, yes. have him cut a promo, do whatever, get his uh, personality out. Um, He's a but big this match was scored. I'm with you, Matt, on John Silver being a star. I think he's got he's got he can wrestle pretty well. He did good in the match tonight as far as work. He he's work. funny. He's got physical charisma. Mm-hmm. He's got a great physique. He's just short. If he was six feet tall, Game I mean over. the sky's the limit with him. Hey, Merrymakers. Scottsdale, Arizona is turning up the heat this holiday season in more ways than one. From November through New Year's, Scottsdale is ablaze with festive holiday light displays, spicy southwestern cuisine, and sun-filled days that are perfect for Sonoran desert hikes, championship golf, poolside lounging, alfresco dining, and more. Visit HolidaysInScottsdale.com for seasonal offers, including hotel rates from $90 per night. That's HolidaysInScottsdale.com. All right, so, real quick, uh, KG yeah. Laundry is saying, even though you disagree with me, I still think you're absolutely the best, Raj, and brilliant for creating wrestling. Thank you very much, sir. That is Brilliant for creating? Wait, wait, wait. That actually oh, is. Wow. I actually am brilliant for creating he's, He was on the he's, – he, he, you were in early on the boom. <laughs> really think, I was a chemical engineer. <laughs> I was a chemical engineer. You could be doing science right now. Instead, yeah, you're talking be, to us. I could be creating. To be making money at your fandom, essentially, right? For wrestling. I could be, I yeah. could be creating new kinds of paper, <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin Lopez saying, it's like, I don't know where you go with the direction with Hangman right now to heat him up. Everyone else has a direction. It feels like he's limbo right now. I think that's the lot. I feel like they have a long-term direction with Hangman to eventually beat uh, Kenny Omega for the time. Oh yeah, I mean they're not they're not that giving up on good. Hangman, right? We don't. They're not giving up on him. They're not like they they don't think he's not yeah, a main he event wasn't star. Buried tonight. Yeah, they believe in him. I think they just tonight. I think tonight was more about Kenny than it was about Hangman. 
Yes. For they need to get Kenny because he's a waste if they don't get Kenny. Sure. So the third match was uh, Darby versus Cody. Darby ends up winning the TNT title. He runs up rolling up Cody at the end of the match. Matt, what do you think? I love the finish. Love the love the whole match. Love what uh, um, Cody was doing, like working the arm. That was so original and how he was working. Guys, to work an arm is usually so damn boring. Cody made it very exciting for a lot of his offense that he was using. Um, I'm annoyed, though, still, that Arn Anderson has to coach, like, with a stupid playbook to, to such a, I don't want to say Hall of Fame wrestler yet, but, but somebody as, as great of a talent as Cody Rhodes, a main event talent. He does not need a coach for the 55th time. Cody Rhodes is, would not be doing push-ups after a pin attempt just for Arn Anderson to come and smack the mat and tell him to pay attention. Like, no, no, that's no, he's Cody Rhodes. He doesn't need coaching and it's hokey when they, when they infuse that, but the match itself, bell to bell. Holy shit. You guys, if you didn't watch this match, go watch this match. And Darby Allen, his offense is so original. I love Darby Allen. The only thing is Jim Ross, again, has got to stop overselling it. Like, this kid has no shot in hell. I mean, I get being the underdog. I get that. But it, it, I don't know. It was a little – I didn't like the ending of it and how Jim was calling it when Darby won. It wasn't – it should have been like, holy shit, I can't believe he won. Can you believe it? You know, Excalibur, something like that. But it wasn't. You know, it, it was like he couldn't believe Darby Allen could beat him. It was too know. big a – they played it up like it was too big of an upset. Made Darby yeah, look for, for my For my liking, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Two things here. First of all, Cody was introduced as Cody Rhodes, where just yeah. three days ago he was saying, I'm not going to use that name in pro wrestling. So he's he's turning into Dana White, where <laughs> you can't trust what he says on the media calls, uh, oh, which is fine. He use it. I didn't know he was going to say he was going to use it. Huh. Yeah, yeah. He said he wouldn't use it. He said he's going to use it for outside projects, but he was Cody Rhodes here, which, it, you know, again, I think it sounds – Cody just doesn't sound complete. No, I love that. He's, yeah. I like that. He was using, well, I was he able to be Cody Rhodes, by the way. I didn't understand. So WWE owned the trademarks to Cody Rhodes. Cody was had all these WCW pay-per-view trademarks, and so they agreed to kind of trade off where he, he gets his name back and he won't go after the WCW trademarks. And and he was going after a lot of weird random ones like hey, Bunkhouse he, Brawl. He won. He must have won that one, right? He won Bunkhouse yeah. Brawl, yeah. He won a few. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, won I mean, uh, Bash at the Bash Beach. Beach. That, they they yeah. did the, the show last week. I like the WCW pay-per-view names. Though. Oh. Yeah, the one thing I missed about WCW pay-per-views, like Halloween Havoc, Bash at the Beach, is they look different. Yeah, all yeah. WWE pay per views look the same. The, the yes. logo is different, but they look the same. Whereas WCW yeah. would, it, you would remember it more because you could, like Hogan turning on Savage and turning heel, always remember it at Bash at the Beach because it was that outdoor setting. Yeah, well, yeah. you said that Raj they were all themed themed differently. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Raj, you said that about AEW. You said that was something you liked. Was that they do kind of different yeah. themes with the pay per views? Yeah, and they do. I don't. I don't know if it's just the lighting or they just changed the apron or the pads or something like that, but you can tell like it's full gear and as opposed to like revolution has its own color scheme and double or nothing double or has nothing. its own theming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, t- tonight they had, they had some random orbs on the stage, but they had, the lighting was different. It, mm-hmm. it looked different. It didn't look like an episode of dynamite. 
So then we had uh, there was a quick. Uh, oh yeah, okay, no, go for it. More of the super chats. Dustin X saying, "Bucks FTR match of the night." I agree. Uh, Matt Ooh, sold cool. his injury nicely. Cornette always be complaining they canceled for crap. LOL. That subliminal that did that did that Matt Hardy towards Cornette during the deletion match. Uh. Cage uh, saying chemical engineer, I'm gonna have some of my money back from these super chats. Hey man, a chemical engineer can know his wrestling. And I am Aaron saying Cody versus Darby, best match. Cody lost to his hubris. Yeah, I like the storyline. Cody was super confident. He was he wrestles these he wrestles Darby Allen almost like he's Brock Lesnar, like he's just bigger than him. He's tossing him around. He's working him over. He's to- super confident yeah. the entire time. Can I say one thing? Is Cody really that Jack that we're talking about? His like musculature. Comparatively, comparatively. On the announce table though, no, they're at, they're saying specifically he's added more muscle. I can't tell. He looks jacked. He's 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 way more jacked than when he was Stardust. I think he's wearing a full body suit when he, he was Stardust. Do not make me take my shirt off and show you what Jack looks like. Versus <laughs> hey, don't make slightly, me take my shirt off. Slightly don't. above average. <laughs> <laughs> but. But when he's this wrestling, match, I, when you looked at him next to Darby, it did remind oh, me. Oh, I'm not saying that though. I'm not comparing it versus him. Right. I'm saying the, it's just the Darby announce is, table is going overboard, and it feels like they're kissing his ass because he's one of the vice presidents. They're like Cody looks like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. His strength. He's so much stronger. <laughs> My God, look at this powerhouse! So, so there was a post match <laughs> angle to this. After this. <laughs> I got like, sorry, but, but, there was but a, you know what this match reminded me of, Matt, you'll remember this is the triple H versus Jeff Hardy matches. Like in 2000, 2000, oh, yeah. I think it was 2000. I can't remember if it was 2000. It was, I think it's like, it's early SmackDown, right? You're talking about when triple H was the intercontinental champion. Well, it was when, no, no. It was when triple H and Stone Cold started the, uh, their, the two man power trip. Two-man yeah. Trip. The two man yeah. power trip. And then Jeff Hardy beat triple H. And then the next week, Triple H squashed him. But it was one of those things where you just huh. couldn't buy Jeff Hardy beating Triple H yet. But they were they, right. they were selling it. And and I don't know. I just felt like I couldn't buy Darby Allen yet. Really? Re- yeah. Dude, really? I think, I think Darby Allen as a character is awesome. And I like this match. Oh, man. So I did like this with the int- entrances. You have Darby come out. He drives this like crappy car up. He gets <laughs> out. He's by himself. Cody comes out. He's got like this ridiculously big team. Like he's, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. He's got Arn. He's got Brandy. He's got all his students, his brother, all these people around him. And they show Darby's in the corner completely by himself alone, the loner. And Cody surrounded himself with all of the people. It's the nightmare family. We're going to come out and wear these matching jackets. I like that bit of storytelling. <laughs> it told you about the characters just from the entrances. Um, and then there was the post-match angle. Taz comes out, cuts a promo to distract Cody and Darby. They get jumped from behind by Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. They bring Darby over. They beat up Darby and Cody. They eventually bring Darby over to the car that Darby drove in on. They're going to like smash his arm in the car door. Will Hobbs comes out with a steel chair and chases them off. So looks like they're keeping that angle going between Will Hobbs and Darby Team Taz. So, so again, this is a really good match. This is one of my favorite matches on the card tonight. I love the psychology they, uh, uh, that Cody used. It was a complete contradiction, though. Again, the stuff he was doing with Arn, making silly mistakes that he doesn't make. Um, 
But at the end of it, I was going to say, they were trying to fit 20 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag, in my opinion. They should have given Darby his his moment, um, let him hold that title, because they started conveying way too many messages. They started jamming in way too many messages. And then you throw you have Taz interrupt the moment between Cody going a little bit overboard, in my opinion, bestowing the title on <laughs> to Darby, right, which kind of makes Cody look douchey, in my opinion. Um trying to steal his limelight a little bit. It made it look like to me. Anyways, and then Taz interrupts it, and then he sets the table for his two guys to come in and, you know, get on both of them from the back. I'm like, all right, so they're going to set up a tag match here. This makes sense, but it's still taking too long. And then finally, they go to the outside of the ring, and now you introduce Will Hobbs as well. Guys, by this t- by this point, I-, I damn near forgot that Darby Allen just won the TNT title. Yes. I agree. I love this match. I thought Cody did an outstanding job. It was it the Cody, I think, does the so best job of storytelling in a match that oh, you yes. see. Yes. He's, yes. he's just outstanding. Yes. He you see it awesome. time and time again, pay-per-view for pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And he built Darby Allen. And to Matt's point, it was just kind of taken away. You kind of forget about it by the time everything is done. You're just like, oh, he, Darby Allen got smashed on a car and someone saved him. They they yep. could have done that angle on Dynamite. Yes, they know, could. To, yep. But uh, I thought the match itself was excellent. The yep. aftermath, not so much. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, Will Hobbs, I think, is a perfect example of AEW having too much talent right now in a weird way. Yeah, no, I agree. They... they, they Give someone some momentum, and they don't follow up on it the next week. Will Hobbs had an awesome match with Brian Cage. He lost, and they did this angle where Taz wants him, whatever. The next week, he's not on the show. Have him on the show. He cut the Young Bucks. They, they're not. They're already over as hell. You know, give give some of these guys the momentum once they start building a little bit of it. You know, Brian Cage, all these guys, Lance Archer. It, it, it's yep. just like it gets keep cutting off. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I feel similar. Some of when it comes to the size of the roster and they just keep adding people and adding people and adding people. And right now they only have two hours on TNT. They just don't have the amount of time to get somebody in. And if you start getting someone over, they kind of have a hard time keeping that momentum going <laughs> because they might have a match and they might not be seen for a month. I, and, I'm, a, I'm a huge dark Mark. A lot gets done uh, yeah. on Dark right now. It's true, but, but, but people aren't seeing that. It. I agree yeah. that they Dark has a lot of storylines, right. and they yeah. they you know it, it's kind of fun because you'll see stuff happening on Dark, and then see like it happened on Dynamite, and you're like, oh, I saw that on Dark. But you, I think when they get the, you the third hour on TNT, show. yeah, I mean, like WWE is not going to be like this happened good, on Jesse. main event, and you are supposed to know what happened. When they get that third hour on That'd TNT. And um, I think even Tony Khan has said that, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, that third show would be launched and we would be have space for more of this talent. But, but for now, still, they, they're still going to do their angles on dark. You need to still bring that on. Yeah, but you'll have more time on TNT to get stuff over as opposed to these limited yeah. two hours. And it's really competitive for them. You know, they say they're, they're trying to win the night and they're trying to to win ratings and that, you know, you, you need to have your big stars to win those ratings. And it's a delicate balance between sacrificing, um, you know, segments that might lose viewers because it's people who, who the most fans don't recognize. And then, you know, yeah. leaning on your big stars to draw viewership. 
Yeah, and and real quick, Darby, I still think that was the right move. Absolutely oh. the right ending. Darby is a future star in that company, so he's different. He's everything he does is different. Not just his look, yeah. his offense, how he ducks a clothesline, everything he does is so damn different. I like watching him. I like his vignettes. I think they're so different, and they're not always. It, they don't always hit, but just, I always they always catch yeah. my eye when I'm watching the show. It's like, it what is happening? Here? It just it just it was just too bad that it was kind of taken away at the end. But it was awesome that he should have won this match. All right, uh, real quick backstage segment uh, between uh, Dustin with the Natural Nightmares. <laughs> Dustin challenges the Butcher and the Blade to a, a bunkhouse match. Um, they did not explain what a bunkhouse match is. The bunkhouse brawl from WCW was a cage match where you could only win by throwing your opponent out of the cage. I don't know if they're going to be doing that, uh, but that's going to be on Dynamite this week. And that's a continuation of the storyline between the Butcher and the Blade and the Natural Nightmares and Alley flipping sides and all this stuff. Any thoughts on the bunkhouse brawl? No. No, because I love – look, I love uh, uh, Dustin – but he, he he just sped right through that promo. He showed a lot of passion, a lot of heart in it. But no offense, it's not really what I'm talking about because it's two teams I don't care about. Mm-hmm. The one thing I can say about Dustin is, good God, he looks so good for his. Look at his vein. Look at the vascularity in his arms. Like he looks. It's the best he's ever looked physically. I'm oh sorry. Gosh, he is. I mean, he's ridiculous. He's on another level. Like he, I think he's 48, 49. I think no, he's, he's 50. older. I'm 44. He's well over 50. The internet will tell me this. Goldust, he, he is 51. Years 51. Yeah. Jesus. He's Gives on me the, some hope. He's on the Minoru Suzuki diet. He's on the Minoru Suzuki diet. Um, I'll be back to working out. I've taken a three-month break. <laughs> All right, KG Landry saying, now that MJF is in the inner circle, will Sammy Guevara become a babyface? Am I incorrect saying that it also seemed like a feud between MJF and Sammy Guevara was being built up. I think. Well, I think those MJF- two should hate each other right away. Those two are both cocky little pricks that should hate each other. Wrestling is all about storylines. That's always what's drawn, and this is something that could draw people in. You know, mm-hmm. like where they go. Well, I think the idea was that Sam. I think the idea was like. Sammy was kind of Jericho's understudy. Yes. You know, you had the tag team guys in, in Santana Ortiz. You had Hager, who was the enforcer, and then Guevara was like the mini Jericho. And now you have MJF come in and steal his thunder. Yes. I think, yeah, it's going, it's heading that way. Yeah, it's good, and that should be yep. a slow burn. You know, Jericho. We all know MJF's going to turn on Jericho in the inner circle uh, at some point. Is it, it going to be a Rock and Farouk kind of thing? We'll see, like how they do it, but. <laughs> MJF and Jericho are two of the most entertaining acts in all of wrestling. Yeah. So you can't go wrong I with the story. Eddie, I will throw Eddie Kingston in there right now on the mic. I throw Eddie Kingston. I throw Roman Reigns and I throw Roman Reigns. Yeah. Sasha Bailey. Sasha Bailey. Yeah. But they seem like they ended that on, on SmackDown, but who cares? We'll move on. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, Who cares got- that they ended like their top storyline? <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, first of all, it should have been on WrestleMania. We can talk about that all day. Exactly. We want to talk about this. Show. SmackDown's more important. They get more money from SmackDown. Yeah. I know. That's. I don't agree with that. That thinking. But if you, that's. I think part of the reason is they want to make SmackDown big. They want to get that demo up. Put your biggest matches on SmackDown. I regret saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. Hikaru Shida wins with the running knee. I thought this match was okay. Dude, this was sloppy as hell. And I'm sorry by the champion. Look, watch the knees at the end. They were terrible. Um, and I don't know why they're jobbing <laughs> Nyla Rose out like this. What happened to Nyla Rose being this freaking monster? Unstoppable monster. Like, you can't just find that somewhere growing on a tree. Like, seriously, she is a monster, an athletic monster, a believable monster. And I get they're telling the story of her being subservient somewhat to uh, Vicky Guerrero afterwards with Vicky slapping her and her take it. I, I get that. You could have still done that without uh, her taking another loss. She didn't take a loss. She jobbed out tonight. I didn't like mm-hmm. it. I didn't like it at all. Hated it. The, the AEW women's division is weak. Um, and, and I think everyone knows it. If you argue otherwise, you're not paying attention. This is one of those areas where I see no I see no benefit with AEW partnering with Impact other than bringing in some of the women's uh, talent because a- Impact does have and, a, and, a they do but then what Raj continue to showcase their girls over your own right yeah exactly I mean that's what they do point, with NWA and are you yeah. bringing in this show that does a hundred thousand viewers to yours that does. You know, when DVR what, viewers are accounted what, for a million viewers and, and putting it on the same level. Really, yeah. First of all, you, you bring yourself down. No offense to Impact. I really don't mean but, that yeah. this way. But, like, you don't want to be swimming around with Impact. You don't want to be swimming around necessarily with too many on NWA. But Serena Deeb, yes. Billy Kay, maybe. Um, Nick Aldis, abso freaking lutely um, But that's about it. Uh, just their top stars. And then when they're on, you don't give them more limelight than your own talent. I don't care if it's the opening act of your talent. You still protect your talent to look like bigger stars than anybody from any other show. Um, really quick, this is why they need to build what's her name? Uh, uh, Baker, God damn it. Britt Brit Baker? Thank you, Britt Baker. Because Britt Baker most certainly can hang with them as oh, far as she's got being, on the, being on the same screen with them and not looking like lesser of a star. She can hand. She can hang with them. Yeah, and I think shoot. I think Baker would probably be the champion right now if she was. She didn't get injured. Injured. They need to rush it because. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I would argue that uh, Vicky Guerrero would be better fit with the Karushita than Nyla Rose. So here's my thing with here's my thing with the. Yes. The results of that match is I don't dislike Hikarashita, but for whatever reason, probably because there's a language barrier and stuff, they're limited on the storylines they can use her with. Mm-hmm. I think Hikarashi is a better wrestler than Nyla Rose, but I think the right. Nyla Rose Vicky Guerrero dynamic, you can do more storylines, you can have Vicky cutting promos, you can have them as the heel team. And I think that would create, I think, more storylines and create mm-hmm. more interest for the women's championship. Because if you watch the pre show, the NWA Women's Championship is much more interesting right now than yes, the AEW Women's Championship. That's and that's a, a weird that's a weird dynamic. It's a problem. That's not that's not a good thing. Looking for a change of scenery? Scottsdale, Arizona's vast Sonoran Desert offers you plenty of sunshine and room to roam. Start your day with a sunrise hike in the lush McDowell Sonoran Preserve. Soak up the sounds of nature on a Salt River kayaking trip. Or savor innovative cuisine on a sun-drenched restaurant patio. And with the holidays coming, Scottsdale's decked out with plenty of seasonal cheer to brighten your days and nights. Visit HolidaysInScottsdale.com. 
Yeah, I think that one of the problems with Americans American wrestling with uh, foreign talent is they don't know, they have to expect them to speak English as opposed to let them do their promos the way they want and do subtitles. You see it yeah. in UFC, it's effective as hell, it works all the time, but wrestling hasn't found a way to figure it out yet. And Hikaru Shida, I, I've, I've heard she does awesome promos in Japanese, but they haven't found a way to just let her just be her. They have to give her English lines, and it, it's just not effective. And, well, you know, Asuka has been able yeah, to pull it they off. Gave a, they finally did it with WWE. They let Asuka just cut talk in Japanese, and you see that but she, she has all this. way over the top. Yeah, I'm seeing you, that yeah. I'm seeing you see that she had, She has all this charisma and all this energy, and it works, yeah. even though if you don't understand a word that she's saying. And if you're asking someone to speak a language that they're not very good at, they're not going to cut like a charismatic right. promo. Yeah. So let them cut a promo in their yeah. language, put some sub- subtitles, see if it works. If it's not working, then move on. But we've seen UFC, and that's one of the closest examples. I mean, it's scripted <clears throat> combat sports. And uh, just try it out. We haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. So after that, Real we've quick, got uh, oh yeah, go for it. Justin Lopez saying, I hated that this was a title match and Nyla lifted her up before the three count made mm-hmm. no sense. Mm. No, there was a lot of botches in this too, guys. There was at least five botches I saw in this match tonight. Yeah. Uh, JG Pez 06 saying, I'm tired of the Josh. Oh, man. I'm tired of the Joshi pushes in AEW, WWE, and NXT. Well. Uh, there's uh, a distinctual difference I'll argue, yeah. between WWE's Joshi's yeah. and AEW's, but whatever. Uh, I mean, I agree. I think, like, Io Shirai is the best women's wrestler of the last 20 years, like, in the ring, bell to bell. I'll never get tired of seeing her. I would her. argue NXT has been doing them the best. Oh, NXT's women's yes. division is the best yeah. in, in wrestling. Um, By far. You know, maybe, like, stardom is deeper or something like that. But even at the top level, I would I would probably go with NXT because they just have great matches. So I have no problem. You're never going to hear me say I'm tired of seeing Io Shirai matches. You know, I don't yeah. care what, so what's good. going on. And we've seen – so the first hour of SmackDown this past Friday night, yep. uh, Sasha, which half of it, half an hour of it was Sasha, Sasha Bailey. 2.3 million viewers, and it dropped to 2.1 in the second. So, what was, so real quick, what was before SmackDown? Was that political coverage? I don't know. I'm probably. I, don't, well, I, don't I think know. that I didn't. Well, I wasn't watching SmackDown. I wasn't really. But it wasn't attention. the. It wasn't. It wasn't like SmackDown's benefiting from the. But if they're benefiting from a big run-in, is what I'm saying. But they're they're usually not. It, it's pretty consistent where where they're at, and the last two weeks they've done a point seven rating, and they're that first hour. I mean, a two point three rating is not going to be off of the first fifteen minutes. You know, it's going to be. What do you mean? Depends how big it is. They're not going to get like two point nine from I, the the the, the no, I'm, previous I'm, show. I'm I'm I might be incorrect because I only saw the report before SmackDown happened, but I saw the report saying that um, you know Joe Biden was going to speak like at like seven forty five or seven thirty right before SmackDown, and obviously that's uh, going to drive a lot of news coverage. Uh, and so I was thinking that if you have that's like, not a bad point though. For if you have worth. eight, if you have eight million people watching that news sure. coverage on Fox, but why would those, they drop? But why would I, they drop in the second hour if they're still waiting for Joe Biden to speak? Well, p- more people are watching it, and they're like, "Oh, this might be interesting." Beginning. 
it's a good opportunity for for SmackDown to show I, to people who no, normally wouldn't watch. I mean, well, still more importantly, of- we're getting off it a little bit. More, we're talking about whether Bailey and Sasha could draw, and I do think. Oh, they can. Regardless yeah. on what was before then, I still before the show, I still think those two would have drawn the rating. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they've already proven it in the past. So they're very, I mean, they're, there was a awesome. history last week. They still did the same rating and actually did more viewers even before mm-hmm. the Joe Biden speech. So. Mm-hmm. So after that, we had the Young Bucks versus FTR. This was a, a long match. Started off with you know yeah. FTR style, doing a lot of working over um, the Bucks, working over Matt's foot. And the finish, which I thought was very interesting, uh, Cash Wheeler going up for the springboard 450, misses it. Matt super kicks him with his exposed foot because <laughs> they had taken it off earlier to classic heels to work over the injured uh, arm or in, injured uh, leg. And the uh, Young Bucks end up winning, so they win the tag titles, and they're can I guess the stipulation was if they lost, they would never challenge them for again. Right. So if they lose them this, again, they can get them back. This was an unbelievable match. Love the psychology. Um, I, I still think Dax is the bigger of the two stars on that team. That mm-hmm. guy can do everything, and people are like would normally sit there and say, well, what the hell is he doing? Uh, 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 that's, that's the bald, the bald guy. Yeah. Oh, Can, no, no. I, I get them. Conf- I get them confused. Who's too. I had to look it up. With Cash Wheeler. Cash Cash Wheeler. Sorry. Cash Wheeler. I like better slightly <laughs> because dude, he does everything. He's, he can do every- he's big. He's jacked. He looks like he can kick your ass. He doesn't have a gut like his partner. There's no offense to his partner. Um, and he could do things athletically to keep up with everybody on that roster while at the same time being a throwback wrestler as well. Dude, that's spear through the frigging uh, second and third ropes to hit his opponent and go on to the outside and not break his neck it, in itself is quite a feat, guys. Athletically, I can't even begin to tell you. He is so damn good. He could be a single star. I know they won't because as a tag team, they're incredible, FTR. Um, but this is a great match, great, well-executed. Um, the Bucks still need to improve. I know this, they're my friends. I don't like saying this about them, but they do need to continue to work on their acting. Um, especially Matt. Um, he's got to continue to improve when he's selling. He makes the same face over and over again, like this biting of the lip mm. face that he continues to make anytime he doesn't like something, something bad's happening, or he's in pain. It's the same face. Go back and watch. Um, I'm being super critical of it because I think they're the best by far and away tag team of the last 20 years. Not saying a lot. That's my opinion. I do. Um, but they need to get to that next level on the promos. And the acting part of the wrestling, in my opinion. So this is only going to make them improve because they do a lot of acting in this storyline. And I hope they got a lot of their crap out of their system. They're going to continue to improve because of it and be the real best tag team that we've seen easily in the last 20 years. I love this match. I thought it was I thought it was one of those where it started out and you're like, oh, it's pretty good. And then in the middle, you're like, oh, it's good, but it's not what I, I was expecting. I thought it was going to be better. And by the end, it was awesome. So well done. Oh, and even the pin, the pin. He didn't hook a leg. I usually would have a problem with that, but I didn't because it was so spent of energy. It made sense that he'd still hold his leg or his ankle while he was in a pinning predicament. You know, it made sense. I liked it a lot. The whole match. <laughs> I love the FTR dynamic with the Young Bucks because it's not just flips and dives and going through tables and no, you he know. hurt his fist. He literally hurt his fist from trying to throw fists, and I, I love that. Right? And I loved it because it makes you wonder, like, oh, was that planned? Is that a real thing? I mean, it was really. It just 
the the FTR bring that reality to it, and it wasn't a yes. high flying shit show. And 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 they brought out. Listen, I forgot to tell you, say this is important, Rise. They did bring an element out of the Young Bucks we've not seen. That gear of being pissed off and aggressive. They were yeah. more aggressive tonight. Yeah. It felt it felt more like a fight as opposed to a dance, and that's what I, has always bothered me with Young Bucks matches with the and Bucks, just a yeah. lot of wrestling today. Is that it? It feels more like a dance than an, yep. than a fight. Like you're trying yeah. to win as opposed to you're trying to impress. Right. And this felt like the Young Bucks. You know, there there were times uh, when you still had it, but it uh, no, but it, it's choreo- overly choreographed sometimes. Whereas. FTR is a perfect spoil to that because they're throwing mm-hmm. straight haymakers to right in your nose. You know what right. I mean? To bring the realness right back to the match every time. Well, that's right. why I appreciate the dynamic in this feud in particular because you're going to have people that prefer the Young Bucks style in matches and you're going to have the people that prefer the FTR matches in styles. And so like you kind of <laughs> – you know, and I like both two in their own way, but I like the dynamic where people can really feel like they support one team or the other, like it's a real sport. And it's yeah. not just rooting for baby faces and heels. It's rooting for almost style. philosophy and style. Yeah. But why yeah. Why would Young Bucks start to get heelish? During I, I don't like the build. I don't understand that either. But they, they, you can tell in the package tonight they were trying to angle it that they're getting more aggressive. They're getting angry. And it's like, do you guys even have to like beat up Tony Schiavone's self? Yeah, like, it was kind of hokey to me. Like, yeah, I, I felt like they kind of killed the build a little bit. Like, they yeah, sh- it, they should it be was the ultra baby faces. Yes, they FTR are the ultra great heels. heels, great heels. And they yeah. they did kind of try to get the back on track with FTR taking out Matt's Last leg, week. and yes. they finally got to that point. I think this was an easy build to do. I think they got they went a little too uh, fancy with it. Tried a little too much they, with it. They, they botched the build of this feud, but the match was great. Yeah, to me, it was like one of those matches where, at the beginning of the match, it's you know it's worked slowly because you got to build the drama. You got to have them working over Matt's uh, foot. You got to set up for Nick to get that big hot tag. You got to set the stage. And I think some people five or ten minutes are in are like, this is the big match. It's kind of boring. But by the end of the match, you're like. Damn, everything worked, came together perfectly. It's how you structure a good long title match on a pay per view. It, it's one of those where I don't see how people. Some people just will never will never be into wrestling. But if they have a small percentage chance to get into wrestling, if they watch this, I don't see how you don't get into it. Granted, there's there wasn't much of a storyline to get into, and FTR versus Young Bucks. I feel like they kind of botched that storyline, but it was an awesome match. Real quick, uh, SB saying, good show overall tonight. Not great, in my opinion. Sammy Hammy double turn tonight, and does AEW get to Bucks versus MJF Jericho for the tag titles? I actually like that. Yeah, that's a great use way for them to work that MJF Jericho storyline. Who would you have win that, Matt? With what when what the tag titles? Uh, if if they mean? went to the Bucks versus MJF and Jericho, <clears throat> you got it. Just because they're the EVPs of the company and they've been there for so long, um, and they've been misused, they've not been selfish enough with wins. They being the Bucks, I got to keep the titles on Bucks for now. Really, I think you got to go with MJF and the Jericho. You could go because you got months of storylines with that. I, think, I mean, M- then you become listen. Then you become WWE because now you're foregoing a real tag team division with your two best tag team wrestlers, the Bucks, 
losing to two very good single stars, which I'm never a fan of. And I think that's MJF and Jericho. That's a feud you could get to in eight months. I think MJF and Jericho. I think MJF and Jericho are going to be. Uh, they already did the first match. I don't think it's going to take eight months. Well, I think he's going to be in the inner circle for a while, and it's going to be a slow burn to him eventually turning on Jericho. Maybe not eight months, but right. I think that's going to be a long build. So after that, um, we have the ultimate deletion match. Um, I'm not going to really go through all of everything that happened in here because we'd be here all night. Yeah. Uh, Matt ended up winning the match. He. he uh, Busted Sammy open and then hit him over the head with a chair while his head was against the concrete floor to get the pinfall because there, w- there was an actual pinfall counted by a referee in this match. But this was your cinematic match. A bunch of stuff happened. Yes. Uh, a bunch of people ran out. Probably most interestingly, Hurricane Helms and Gangrel also made appearances. Uh, private Party was there. Uh, Santana Ortiz showed up. Uh Matt ran over Sammy allegedly with a, uh, or appeared to have run over him with a golf cart. And then he got out of, uh, or Sammy was in the golf cart and Matt was in a monster truck and ran over Sammy. I mean, stuff you wouldn't expect to be talking about in a, in a wrestling pay-per-view, but that is what happened. And it wasn't that surprising having seen a lot of these cinematic matches. How, how are you guys feeling about the cinematic match and, and just in general, what happened? It, it was a good change of pace for the rest of the whole show. I thought, honestly, um, but yeah, happy for Sam, uh, was going to be happy for Sammy, but he didn't win. Yeah, and I think he should have won. Yeah. I think I think cinematic matches have kind of jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, you know, I love the Boneyard match. You know, a lot of the reason I loved it was because I didn't want to see that match in the fucking performance center. And, and now we're getting to a point where they're overdoing it. You have a... You you have a uh, you have to do a sense of uh, disbelief when you're watching pro wrestling. Like when you're watching a pro wrestling match, you have a sense of a disbelief. And then with these cinematic matches, it's just way way beyond that. And I, I I'm just not there. I, I find it stupid now. And I I thought this was stupid. And yeah. you know, with the Impact when they did an Impact, they were they're a low rank company that has no fans <laughs> that no one is watching. So it, it was cool, like, mm-hmm. you know, that it was entertaining there. But for a top-rate company, for a, uh, a company that has national distribution. Um, for And they were in AEW. Is it having – AEW is having a great pay-per-view, like, with traditional-style matches. Exactly. It's not you don't like, need it. Yeah, it's not like this is something you have to do because bullshit. you have no other options. Um I, I'm done with the cinematic matches. I'm like you, Raj. Um, the Boneyard match, which I didn't like as many as much as other people, but it's fine. I, it was it was for what it I was. But I it's hated, getting. I hated all those matches with no fans in the performance center. Like, uh, uh, well, it was uh, dead at that. Uh, point. They hadn't figured. They hadn't figured out. There was no Thunderdome. There was no right. enhanced crowd noise. It was. It right. was. That was pretty bleak time for for WWE production wise. Exactly. But with this match, I will say there was at least some concept of wrestling they had a referee there was pinfall attempts they were in a ring so i'm gonna rate this a little bit higher than things like the swamp fight which are just not matches and they're just you know someone got pinned at the end of this match no one got drowned or eaten by an alligator so i'm gonna go a little bit higher on that but 
it's just to me it's funny i get i get some people really like these it's funny if you're a big wrestling fan it's funny to see gangrel it can be funny to see hurricane helms show up it's funny when matt runs over sammy in a monster truck and then says that's what i call a squash match but it's not pro wrestling (laughs) it's just this weird entertainment segment and I, I mean, I love the the part with Helms and and Hardy where yeah, it's funny. you can finish it. But at the same, how many people are going to get it that are today's fans? And Gangrel, I mean, that's ninety nine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we're going back uh, twenty one yeah. years. Yeah, he says, I, "I was your you you didn't honor me, and I was your original mentor." I guess he was Sammy's mentor. I don't know if that's an actual thing. Like if, he, if they ever worked together, or he trained him, or anything like that. Yeah, but, yes, but. I don't know, man. I thought this. But Matt this went over. Was the brand, this was the uh, cool cool down period. This was where you could check your emails and and uh, pay your bills, <laughs> well, make a snack. But so so Matt did go over, and I was pretty surprised by that because this seems like yeah. a feud that would be because obvious. he went over on the last pay per view. Sammy is the guy that needs to win. Yeah, I agree. Sammy is the rising star, and I don't think that's a. That's obvious to me. Matt is an older veteran who doesn't matter if he wins or loses these matches. I get that it's his special match. I get that it's on the Hardy compound and, you know, more reason to give it to Sammy though. Yeah, no, that's fine. And and I mean, talk, I don't, I think, I don't want to say Sammy got buried, but I mean, he, they rolled him into a trash can at the end of the match, (laughs) threw him away. Like that's what you would do if you were writing someone off in a feud. That ending reminded me when you remember Triple H and Shawn Michaels threw, I think it was the spirit squad in the dumpster and OVW on the box, cardboard box to return to OVW. Yep. Right. Didn't, didn't Vince McMahon throw Eric Bischoff into a garbage truck when they were running Bischoff Bischoff off? Bischoff is already an established star, but yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. so you're talking about the Spirit Squad, like, I mean... Yeah, like, yeah. taking a, a guy that could have used the win... And Sammy's uh, not just... To me, Sammy's not just, like, a random in mid-card guy that you have there. To me, that's... He's someone with obvious star potential yes. that you want to push they and you want to protect. killed him a little bit. Um, yeah, see, I mean, I, I guess you could... do a rematch at the next, uh, you know, a, a straight-up rematch where Sammy just beats the fuck out of yeah. Matt Hardy, then... <laughs> We recover from it, but Sammy is one of their bright stars. Yes, I thought no this did him no favors. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, then we had uh, Lance Archer, Jake Roberts promo. They're in a back alley. Uh, Jake Roberts said something like, "He Lance uh, Archer is hungry and he ne- he eats people or something to that effect." But this was just a backstage promo. Archer cut a promo afterwards. Nothing really to write home about. And then after that, we had Jericho versus MJF. And this was a match where MJF picks up the win, and it was a creative finish. MJF, um, well, Wardlow comes out, and he gives MJF the ring, (coughs) and Jericho ducks the ring, and Aubrey Edwards turns around to start yelling at Wardlow. And then they throw Chris Jericho the bat. Chris Jericho... MJF ends up getting the bat and he tosses it to Chris Jericho and does the Eddie Guerrero spot, right? Where he falls down. Like he hit him trying to get the DQ, which the only psychological problem I have with that is that nobody ever gets DQ'd in AEW. So it was a uh, bad strategy on MJF's part, but it ended up working out because when Jericho turned around, we started our strategy because he knows no one, no one gets DQ. Yeah. (laughs) So he, so so Jericho turns around, starts arguing with Aubrey, Aubrey's threatening to DQ him. And that's when MJF rolls him up and gets the win. And what I really liked, so what I really liked about this was afterwards, Jericho like shakes his hand because 
Jericho respects MJF. Jericho likes MJF. He challenged him in this match because he wanted to see if he could beat him, and he outsmarted him at his own game. So yes. what did you guys, what did you think? Well, I agree with what you just said. I agree with everything you just said. Raj? I loved it. I, I remember 15 years ago uh, when Eddie passed away, I was at a bachelor party, and I remember that day getting the text where they were like, Eddie, you know, and they're they're going to do, you know, you you need to call about Eddie, and I was like, you know, I didn't think anything of it, mm-hmm. and uh, just I don't know, it's just it's just one of those things that seeing them pay tribute to him in that way was it just it's just awesome for someone who had so much respect and so yeah. much love, and uh, yeah. And doing that ending, it was so creative. I loved it. Yeah, well, we love this match. It fits. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It's not going to be a five star Meltzer match, but I loved what they did. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that spot kind of done before, right? Where you know everyone pays tribute to Teddy Guerrero when but, they did it, but they never. But this was like a new twist on it. Basically, basically making it the finish, but instead of doing the DQ spot, just having him do the roll up. And, and, and instead of paying so much attention to it being a nod to Eddie, because we've seen thousands of other nods to Eddie over the years, to, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Right. Let's pay, pay more attention to the fact that this fits MJF to a T. Yes. To do what he did at the end of this match. His character was so spot on to everything consistent with what I expect from MJF. I remember I, when I was thinking about it, I like – Almost got emotional. It's just kind of like that's beautiful. Yeah, and obviously Chris Jericho was one of Eddie's really close yeah. friends in the yeah. business, and because I, you can well, see where the inspiration came from. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it fits MJF's character because MJF cut the promo with the Jericho saying he'd do. He's like, I do anything to beat you, like, and I mean anything. And when people say that, kind of makes you think they're gonna like hit him over the head with a chair or do something yes. like super violent. But for MJF, it was like just being super chicken shit heel, doing this really like obnoxious you know spot to get a roll-up win and i and i like i like the dynamic of jericho's like okay you got me because the storyline is that jericho likes mjf they're not really feuding conventionally right now so jericho's like ah okay this guy does have what it takes because he won a really in a really like underhanded way and that's what i want to see out of him this was designed to challenge mjf this storyline because i look at the best storylines in wrestling right now roman and jay uso I feel like WWE has a plan for that. Matt Hardy and uh, that shit, no. I I feel like they're making that up as they go week for week. And this, you feel like they've got something. And and they've got two of the most entertaining characters in the business with MJF and Chris Jericho. And I I have not been disappointed. They're the most entertaining characters that we have. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you are a character loving, you know, fan of the business, that's what you want because that equals ratings. Yeah. And one thing I want to point out, I don't think I know people like to mock Jericho for his his physique and that kind of stuff. I actually think he takes up he takes a lot of bumps for a guy who's almost 50. Like he doesn't go. Yes. Like can't all be Matt Morgan's. I mean, I am. (laughs) Let's take the shirts I, off. No. <laughs> but, but like, for a guy, like, you see a lot of guys, like, he doesn't come out there and he doesn't take, like, two or three bumps. He's out there. He's in the work. He gets everybody it, over. Yeah. And he, 
he's he's probably not like athletically Rick he's not Flair what he used was to be. never that guy. I mean, you you don't need to be that jack guy. guy. Once you become a legend and, and Jericho is yeah, a legend. I mean, Rick Flair like, was it's just beating the guy at some, you know. Yeah. It's just being that star. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's a legend. Like he's going to be a Stone star. Cold was never a body. Doing whatever he wants. Who? Stone I, Cold. Right. I mean, he's a really he was a really big guy though. He's a, in that he, era. It's not. It doesn't. In that era, it doesn't stand out. I have out a picture of Stone much. Cold, and I'm you know his height from five years ago. Yeah, I mean, or three, two, three years. But anyway, yeah, regardless, yeah, Stone Cold's shoot height. Just you, aside, you, if um, you have the charisma, that shit doesn't matter. Uh, to a point, you have to look like an athlete. You have to look like you. Hulk Hogan could look like yes. he could beat up Andre the Giant. Uh, Jungle Boy doesn't. Uh, mm. Stone Cold can look like he could beat up the Big Show, but you know uh, Chad Gable doesn't. You have right. to look. So you you don't think Chad Gable looks like an athlete? I know he he's Olympian. He, of course he's an athlete. When but, he means when he means it this way, let me help him fake tighten this up. He means as far as an athlete, it looks like they could kick your ass in a fight. You don't want to meet him in a dark alley because they will f you up. Like in the movie, would you cast him? Would you cast Chad Gable to be Drago against Rocky? No, even though he would whoop Rocky's ass. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I get it. I think that MMA has has taught us that just you know yeah, having you huge... still have that. There is still that. I mean, look, behind, I mean, that we're behind them. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's <laughs> right. go. On. Body guy is that question. Uh, Comments aside, it's not a body guy thing. It's yeah. it's a uh, it is. <laughs> so we did have the, yeah, it is a body guy thing. Um, but Orange Cassidy uh, backstage segment, Orange Cassidy and the best friends. Miro, I think they've kind of ruined Orange Cassidy's appeal, in my opinion. They've they ruined so his much appeal. of his was being the lazy hands in pocket doing <clears throat> his cool spots. This was a great Orange Cassidy segment, and here's why. So they're giving him a promo. Miro and Kip Sabian and Penelope show up, and Kip Sabian says, starts yelling, says that you, Orange Cassidy, you need to give my Penelope – you put her in danger last week. You need to give her an apology right now. Like Kip Sabian's a total asshole, and Orange Cassidy just says, I'm sorry. And Kip Sabian slaps him and says, that's not good enough. I feel like that was perfect Orange Cassidy. That was Orange Cassidy actually gave an apology when you weren't expecting it to be. But in the match, you've already seen he gives full effort. It just kind of kills the gimmick. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Um, I thought the promo was fine. Because you loved loved the the kicks and the The build of Orange Cassidy I did like. But now the cat's out of the bag. And now he's just like a wrestler like anybody else. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so I really don't really care what he does right now, if I'm being honest. Well, what's he's the kind of become another – he's just a so, wrestler. He, he wrestles in the ring and then you, you he, only outside get of the ring a, he just kind of does his – Yeah, dip. but is, is there a real alternative to that? Do you just want – he should he have just done nothing the entire time? I feel like that would get stale. Until he gets stale, yeah. I would have built it's it like, longer, longer, and longer. And then that win on Jericho, for example, would have been a year down the road. It's like, but it's then, kind of like when people say with Goldberg, his win streak. To a degree, but like with Orange Cassidy, it's hard like to start taking him serious now all of a sudden. My question is, why didn't he do this any of the other times? Why did it take six months to do this? I mean, I don't know. There's so many questions that I have more than answers for. <laughs> 
So we'll get to the main event here, the I Quit match, Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. We already talked about Eddie Kingston's outfit, but we can talk about it more if you really want to. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. <laughs> no. So they had an I Quit match. They did a bunch of stuff. There was thumbtacks. There was blood. There was a barbed wire bat. It ends with John Moxley wrapping his arm in barbed wire and putting Eddie Kingston in the, the bulldog choke. Eddie Kingston ends up saying, I quit. And so John Moxley retains the title. And then there's the post match. Kenny Omega comes out and him and Moxley do the stare down. Obviously, that's the next title program. Yes. Raj, so what do you think? Okay, go for this, it, Matt. This was a mud show match. The mud this show wrestlers. A, the, 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 this, I'm being serious. This was a lot of hardcore stuff, which, okay, that's cool. But um, I don't know. I get sick of it sometimes. I think John goes there way too often. Uh, Moxley was all the most of his matches now are like that, which you can make the argument at least it's different, but um, I don't know. I just he's a champion when I watch him, right? He's supposed to be the man, and I still don't feel him as the man of that company by far. Like, I mean, a long way away, I look at him from being the man in that company, even though he's a champion. To your point, Matt, I think I see two people as like. Super like the superstars of a company, Cody. And what's that? Cody's one of them. Right? Yes, Cody and uh, and, and Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. yeah, those are the those are the ones. I and, uh, Moxley's the MVP of AEW in 2020 for me. He's always delivers. What? His, pro, his promos are always good. His storylines are always good. His pay per view matches Dude. are always good. I totally disagree. He has the aura of a champion. He comes out there and he fights with it with all his with you know matter. all of his heart. I feel like he's a total big star. I think you guys are way off. No, no. All you got to do, brothers, go back in time to see his debut and tell me is he better today or worse today? Don't use COVID as the excuse because other towns have gotten over in this COVID era. Roman Reigns. All right. Like, of course he's going to look worse when he makes his big debut in front of 14,000 fans or how many people were there as opposed the to when he's wrestling in empty arenas. Couple, okay, how about this? The next couple of arena shows Roman after Roman Reigns that. turned heel with no fans. And- well, but, but but my point is, I'm Jesse, not just that moment, not just the debut. The promo after with the paradigm shift that he was talking about. He's going to change, revolution, revolutionize the business. And then it got stale about shitting on WWE like it does for everybody else when they come to these companies. Uh, after they've left there. Dude, he is not... I, I like him a lot. I just don't see him... And by the way, Eddie Kingston smoked him in that promo on him, on uh, uh, AEW on this past Wednesday. It wasn't even close. It was not even close. Eddie Kingston lit his ass on fire on that promo. It was not even debatable between the two guys who was the bigger star in that moment, especially on the microphone. But nonetheless, the moral of the story was this, guys. This is super important. If you're the champion, you've got to change your gears for anybody that you're in any kind of angle with. And I'm sorry, uh, Kingston lit him up. Jericho as champion, you would never have seen that happen. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have to see Jericho catch up to him. Jericho would already be in front of him. And that's what I was watching with Moxley. I like Moxley. I just don't think he's champion material for them. That's all. Did you think Eddie should have won the title? Yikes, no. <laughs> Yikes! No, and that's what's so weird about it. I love him, but you're great as far as the wrestling part of this. He has a lot to be desired, right? Am I wrong for saying that part? So the the promo exchange on Wednesday that is one of the best promo exchanges I've, I've ever seen. seen. Yeah, 
Easily. It's so good. And it's something that I was I was actually happy when the ratings came out because I saw that AEW's viewership was still pretty strong because I was worried that not a lot of people would end up seeing that live. And I feel like to me, that's a promo you can show somebody who is not watching the product, has no knowledge, and they can watch that promo exchange. And they're yeah. like, oh, I really want to see these guys go yeah. at it. It's real. And I liked that they did the stipulation that they couldn't touch each other. So yeah. you didn't have to do a exactly. pull apart. You didn't have to do a pull apart brawl. The idea was that these guys are going to be really intense. They're going to go nose to nose. They're going to go, they're going to say some really serious stuff. But if you want to yeah. see them actually fight, you got to pay and pay uh, to watch that. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah, and that's, the, and that, and that's the way it should be, to be fair. But like everything else with Moxley does to just to uh, uh, nip this up. Sorry. Just I don't know. I loved him when he first started. I just don't feel it anymore as him being the man there like i did when jericho was champ am i saying jericho still needed to be champion but who else would you guys make champion mj is mjf ready right now soon mjf mjf needs to get that killer instinct he's not there yet i think kenny is going to win the title from moxley and then i think that sets up a a, another omega hangman match who has aew built to that level that's oh it's really it's this is why covid is a challenge because it's unclear how over someone really is because you don't get those big reactions like seven months before yeah i mean but that's a long time ago i mean a lot of stuff is happening i think it hurt drew mcintyre that we couldn't tell how big of a star people thought he was but wwe has built roman reigns to be yeah. this, but we know Roman Reigns is a big star. No, he's been the he most taking, push. Per- no, but he's but, been the most push person in the company to basically the detriment of a bunch of other people for over six years or eight years since he, he debuted with the Shield. So we he know he's the big star. He, but he has taken ratings up. Like we have seen a turn of business up. We think. Mm. Oh no! I mean, they are yeah. doing ratings now that is doing what they were doing pre-pandemic. No, I agree. I don't. I'm not denying. I don't want to come here and like crap on Roman Starbush, but I don't think that you can. Roman's been outstanding, and I know he has. But I don't think I want to put Roman like and say like he's an example of someone comparatively to somebody who's been built recently during this pandemic era. So, so, so here's the thing: it's it is harder during this pandemic to get that that immediate feedback that like when I wrestled, my feedback was from the fans live, and then Mm -hmm. the next few weeks, but. This is why it's more important for creative to be on top of their game and be good at what they do because you're not getting that instant feedback that you usually get from arenas. So, again, WWE with what they did with Roman, let's be clear, Roman's doing a good job, but WWE did a good job of writing the right shit for him to put him in a good job too. Fine, whatever. But it can be done is my point. It can be done. And AEW needs to make uh, make it be done for Kenny Omega. They need to write better things for Kenny Omega. Uh, Hangman Page for sure. Stop making him wear those stupid outfits. How come we don't talk about that? Stop making him look like a little bitch looking around like all sad all the time. Yes. Yes. He looks sad all the time. Well, so, so I'm going, when I'm going to say this about Hangman is not necessarily my personal preference, but Okay. I think that's what they're going for. And I, this is what Tony Khan said in an interview a few days ago. He said, the idea with Hangman is that he's a very he's supposed to be a very human character, right? Yeah. He's supposed to be this guy who, like, uh, is relatable because he's, he's this younger guy trying to break through and he has some insecurities like a real wrestler would have, 
right? All right. Uh, so, Jesse, have you seen Tombstone? Tombstone, the yeah. movie? Yeah. Who do you well, remember? No. Yeah. The big guy, the, 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 the heel with the mustache. The, 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 yeah. Oh, God. The heel. <laughs> what is his name? <laughs> Damn it. With Doc the big Brown? mustache. No, not Doc Brown. <laughs> the uh, heel. I remember the heel. Yeah, Val Kilmer. Whatever Val Kilmer's character is. That's who you remember. Oh, Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. Doc Brown. But at some point, <laughs> the badasses are the ones that stick around. No, I agree. And I think that there's a fine line between making, trying to present him as human and trying to make him a badass. And I, I, I see your guys' point when you say, like, he looks like, oh, like a sad dog or he looks like yeah. a jilted girlfriend. When At he's some point, you, you look like a bitch. A push. You need a, a man push. up. Yeah, and I think there becomes a point. It's like, how do you want to market him? Do you want him to be this multifaceted human character, or do you want him to be a little bit more of a stereotype? Do you want him to just be a badass cowboy who drinks well, a lot? How has every people? badass been marketed? Like, as someone that's a puppy dog, how many of those have been marketable? But, but, yeah. but yes, but there also needs to be a physical part. Is like the drinking part's cool, but like I don't drink and I could whip anybody's ass in a one-on-one fight. In my opinion, my own personal opinion. Um, my point is that's not what makes you tough. What makes you tough is when you start punching people in their face and they never give him that moment. He never gets that comeuppance to not just out-wrestle somebody and slingshot Larry at them. I mean, backstage, jump somebody and just start beating the crap out of them like Stone Cold used to do. Yeah, so this is a sim- Stone Cold used to do the Fez press, right? It was always perfectly timed in the match of him to shift to that gear where he's, on, he's mounting and bop. Oh, boom, 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 riling off punches to the dude's face. That's what a badass does. He needs that. So, so I'm just going to ask, would you guys wrap up here? No, real quick. Just would you guys think of Roman bursting into tears at Hell in a Cell? Did you like that or dislike that? Oh, I loved it because it was great. Okay, so Hangman Page looks sad, and that's bad. Roman bursts, literally cries, and bursts into tears in the middle of a match. Roman Reigns is like taking control of his entire family lineage on the line. So the storyline, the storyline, justify in theory justifies the show. Absolutely, yes. Because as soon as he turned him, he just had that (laughs) evil look, and it was such a great evil look. Roman's evil look was so perfect. Roman is so great right now. He's talking about when he cried, though, specifically. It made sense. Yeah, not now. Kenny Omega, we're not saying he's crying like for shoot crying. We're saying it's worse. He's sitting out backstage in the damn gimmick Tron, watching his ex friends all hang out together. Why aren't I in the ring with them? I should be in there as part of the elite, too. Maybe I should go. Maybe (laughs) I shouldn't. No, I'll have a drink. I don't care. I don't care about that. Go punch them in their mouth. So my guess is the idea is that he's disappointed that he lost the, the, this match to become the number one contender. He's talked about it in the promos how disappointed he was when he lost the original match at All Out for the championship. So he's trying to look mad and depressed because the character is that he, while people like him and he drinks for to gain this confidence, that he also feels insecure. So I don't really have that big of a problem with it. I think the storyline is fine either, for that. But, but to be where they want him to be is it two different stories, though. He, to he's be not there he yet. My fear is we won't follow it along. We're going to lose. We're going to be lost on it. We're going to get lost. Oh, Roz is just trying to try to Let's get these super chats. Ryan W. is saying, Miro should have beaten Moxley. Absolutely. They have fucked him up. He is a video game sad 
Like, they have fucked him up to no end. Yeah, they have. Yes, they have. And I agree. Jay, I can't say this name, but it, have EK where KO-esque <laughs> gear inspired of in, spandex. I don't even know what that means. He wants them to wear yeah, K- Kevin, no. Kevin Owens gear instead okay. of... Um, uh, oh, wearing, oh not, for Eddie Kingston. Okay, gotcha. Not even. He shouldn't be wearing basketball mesh shorts. No, he needs to be wearing jeans. He comes from the yeah, streets, he's, he's going to gut you. Yeah, he shouldn't be wearing bright neon boys yeah. to men going on. Uh, boys to men. Manish Malu saying, was that a work shoot? Raj Matt all is well? Yeah, of course, all is well. No, it's uh, terrible. He hung up on me. You guys shouldn't watch anymore. He hung up on me. How rude. <laughs> And Kevin Alexander saying, decent show tonight. Didn't see a match that delivered quite like Walter versus Dragunov, however. Oh, brother. I just recently saw that. You I'm you sent me that link. That. Holy was crap. That the, that. Was, was that your favorite match? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so, hard hitting. Dude, they kicked yeah. the all crap time. out of each other. No, not all time. Oh. So, but of the last uh, yeah. five years, yeah. That's all, yeah. yeah, that match Dude, was. I kicked each other's yeah. ass in. That was the first time you had sent me a match on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so, I was so impressed by it. So, Walter, and if I'm on the podcast, I'm going to say his name. We're going to say his name right. It's Walter because he's, Ger- he's German. Because he's German, so it's a V sound with the W. But that match was the best match out of any of these COVID era, any of these pandemic eras at utilizing the empty arena setting, because I actually think if that match was in front of a live audience, it would still be awesome, but it wouldn't be as good. The idea was that these guys were just going to be so physical and just beat the crap out of each other. And you were going to hear everything and you were going to see everything. And that's what made the match so good. The watch along is funnier. The the watch along's funnier with it though, which I'm like going, fuck that. I would have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Bullshit. No <laughs> one knows about that match. So no it's not the best match. The best match in draws the, the best. in our current That's, times yeah. is Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso and him just beating the fuck out of him him getting him to that that story because that's what people get invested in. That's when people care about <clears throat> How many people really are thinking about Walter versus uh, what was the name? Yeah, but the platform doesn't. The platform shouldn't. Chris, we, we just yeah, need a match. bell to bell, bell to yeah, bell. like the platform. The, but, the platform but, doesn't. The platform but no one cares about that match. Was, that match makes WWE zero percent. That makes it, it makes zero percent. Watch it, please. Just watch it because I gave you the good. Oh word. no, I already watched it. It was awesome. I mean. It was that brutal. Was it-, it was brutal as fuck, and I pre- I appreciate wrestling for being not brutal as fuck. I like guys, uh, not, you know, I've not having to soft kill each other. And soft style to tell um. a story, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, fuck it. All right, no, we I'm saying no. So, so. <laughs> Jesse's been funny for liking the soft style pro wrestling, where people protect each other. <laughs> But I, I appreciated this because I sure as hell wouldn't be doing it. Like, well, dude, that's they, what I, I said, was so impressed by it. I was so impressed by it. Yeah. Well, I if I do you think WWE should show it on SmackDown Raw or NXT? Yes, sure. I would. Yeah, right. See what you get. See, I never watch no NXT. Difference to that I never watch NXT UK. It's like I never watch it. I wouldn't yeah. miss that. Yeah. 
I would have too. And I just, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that I, I don't watch the, pro, the shows regularly, but if I hear like, Oh my God, you have to see this match. I go and watch my way. And now if I hear they have a rematch, no I'm hyped. I'm fuck. getting ready to watch it. Well, you don't do that. If you, if you, you can at least try. Right. Like at some try. point, see what happens. you got to promote. You have only so many minutes on TV. You got to promote things well, that people care about. All right, well, Walter is a monster. Walter, okay. no. No one cares about. Matt, you know. Matt knows business. I, 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 got, I got into it with him when he was a rookie. I worked him <laughs> at a battle royal in Austria. He was called the Austrian hero Walter back then. He was like awesome story, Matt. Teens, Here, I'm keep, thinking. Yeah. No, he really was. And, and, no, no, this is an awesome story. I'm, I, and, this is and, why and, I like and, having and you. I, I did not. I became the Bob Holly, which I was very disappointed in myself for um, later on. That the Bob Holly. The whole, hand, the, the whole handshake crap. The whole handshake crap. I worked a match with him, and I remember he didn't shake me and this guy Joe Legend's hand as well afterwards. And I'm like, who the fuck's this fat bleep? Have some respect. Thank, thank the guys that flew all the way here to help put you over and work with you, kid. And uh, he, he, Because I didn't know he didn't talk English at the time. So I just think this kid's staring at me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm about to go off on this kid. And I didn't. I bit my tongue and, and I walked away. But um, later, like 10 years, 15 years later, I see him WWE, you know, NXT UK. I'm like, wow, he did good for himself. But um, this was a long, long time ago. And uh, I, I'm not a fan of his build per se. I know it sounds bad, but it works for him and how they book him. Uh, I don't know. It reminds me of Joe ring of honor, Joe a little bit, quite frankly. Um, I think he's really good. I think he's the best. I think he's the best worker in the entire company. Like John Michael's on that video. Did you hear Sean? Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the watch along. I didn't see the watch along Uh, version of it. Watch that. It makes sure. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. No, please watch it. He goes, Sean Michaels called him like the best, what do you call him? Like the best champion, the most dominant champion in the company, which is saying a lot. Well, he, he does really simple stuff. It's not like he's out there doing crazy moves or anything. He basically just has a few Dude. signature moves that he gets over. He does the power bomb, he does the big splash. But other than that, he's just the beating the hell out of to people. The back, into the face, he's believable. The... He's Dude. He's 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 a I've he's a really good talent. The big thing with him is he that is he doesn't talent. want to move. He doesn't want to move to the US. He doesn't respect that. Like, he, that's a big thing is that he doesn't want to come to the U.S. So and the his good thing lim- is he also a- that no one knows who he is. So no, I mean, in, in the big in the big scheme, yes, Raj, you're correct. But even why not in our wrestling fan scheme try, of things, no try. one knows. What? If I told my wife Walter is wrestling today, she'd be like, "Who the fuck is Walter?" Jesse, <laughs> is would you, you say Walter? Yeah, it's Walter. <laughs> and then, did you know who like Leaky was when he was in FCW? No, Ooh. and then he became nothing. That's You're Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Proving the point. Yeah. No, that's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Yeah. No, Lakey. Uh, no, I didn't say Loki. I said Le- Leaky. Is that how you pronounce his last his name in NXT? Le- I'm just saying. Leaki. Leaki. Yeah, Leaki. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Any, she knew who he was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like so. At any point, <laughs> no, it's, at some point you got to eventually. They eventually pushed him, and that's how people know who he is. No, you can't just at be like point, no one will ever over. know who Charisma no one takes will, over. And He's got a ton of charisma. He has a ton of charisma. He's got great presence in the Wait, ring. Wait, who are you talking He's about? Walter. You think Walter is a charismatic guy? I don't know who this Walter guy is. I only know Walter. And I'm telling you, he's got so much physical you charisma. You think he's like a Brock oh, Lesnar? Physical I, charisma. Yeah, that's that, like he, okay. when he's but when he's 
doing his job and he's the champion and he's the ring general. Mm. He, I mean, and I've seen him, I've watched him all over the world. He always gets over. I have very, very little doubt that if he came, everyone, into the everyone WWE, listening, everyone listening, I bet $10 that Lars Sullivan will be in the main event before oh. L- Walter. Oh, of course he is. That's not fair. A ma- main event of what? A pay-per-view. So the was the World's Collide show not a pay-per-view? It no. was a network special? No. Me, who, who, who watched World's Collide? No. Uh, we had a po- I was on the I was on the wrestling podcast about it. What are you talking about? Right. I'm just you saying know what I'm talking about. A real pay per view. Well, that's just because Vince doesn't know who, how to push people. Are you Are you going to do it? Are you taking the bet? No, because I think you're right that Lars Sullivan will get the main event because Vince wants to push him as a so, big star. That doesn't make it the right decision. I have very little doubt that if Walter was it, – it's not going to happen. Right, but if Walter came to the U.S. Right. and he got a big push, he'd get over and he'd be a big we'll, star. We'll, we'll make the stakes less. We'll make it – do you drink? It's a, I'm not taking the bet. I'm not taking the bet. Okay. So it's not happening. Because you know you're going to lose. Because I think – I know that Vince likes Lars Sullivan more, so it's way more obvious. That, so you that, know I'm right. Bet. So I, I know go that by you, I go I by study. You, I'm I do studies. I I look at the I look at the studies. Uh, we devolved to the, the the impersonation portion of it. <laughs> now I do it in front of Matt, but it's funny. <laughs> oh wait, what's the image you can do? It's I don't have it. I do have a bad. hilarious Trump impersonation. Non-political. Yes, go. Go. I just think you did the great studies. You look at the studies. It's it's all like, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. They explode. They explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Matt's reaction is funny. Raj's impersonation is not. Okay, hold on, hold on. Raj, Ray, give me a second. What was that? <laughs> oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> the studies about the, the wrestling matches. Talk about him not refusing to leave the legal White House or something. Dude, that's an easy promo to cut. Do that one. All these votes coming in. <laughs> the Republican votes, they just, they just explode. All these Republican votes exploding. I don't know. What's this British accent? Why does he have a British accent? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, this is so much better than Glenn said it was. This is way better. <laughs> He's going to put Alec Baldwin. you got to get a It's all about. It's all all right. <laughs> Alec Baldwin is a good one. I, I'm basically impersonating Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> not any good impersonation. The Vetch. The Vetch. Uh, yeah. What, what, what are, what are Everyone his thoughts? Watching. What are his thoughts on Lars Sullivan versus Walter as a main event? <laughs> well, I, I have a Lars Sullivan impression. You do? No, you not not. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. He's no, like, some of the some of the things he's done. I don't want to see it. You picked on me. No, it's like I have to. <laughs> you picked on the... me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I said I mean, about that's... that, Raj? Raj, that's stupid. What they're doing with him by trying to talk about how he got bullied as a kid, and now he's the bully, dude. That's so lame. It cancels each other out. Like, why would I want to feel sympathy for my heel? I don't. If you heard that about Brock Lesnar, it's like what on. the. F- yeah, exactly. No. Just no, go back to, to how you scripted came- Brock Lesnar and repeat yes, it. Repeat it. I want to hear he came out of the womb a bully and a jerk. 
And it was like, to your point, too, if they went to you, it's like, <laughs> just kill him. You know, just have this big guy killing yep. motherfuckers. That's it. <laughs> and well, they fucked yeah. it up. Well, they, they have a, you know, they have a, they struggles, they've struggled to book people like that. They always have to try to give them a, a little bit more personality than they can handle. And then all of a sudden they're talking about how they don't wear shoes because they like how their feet no feel. Shoes. Or, or, it dirty feet. And they lose their first name. So, what do you think the chances are? What do you think the chances are that Lars Sullivan will lose his Chris, name? Smell. Can't count those votes. You can't count. He's <laughs> <laughs> too smelly. Everyone knows this. <laughs> Rise this up. It's like, I, I don't know. Ebenezer Scrooge with a British accent. I don't know what that is. <laughs> do you think oh, Lars God. Sullivan will lose his? Do you think Lars Sullivan will lose his name soon, and he'll just be Lars? What do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's happening, right? He's just Lars. Sure. Here comes Lars. Lars. Is that really true? So Riddle, Riddle is no longer Matt Riddle. Is that really a real thing? Yeah, just, yeah. Riddle just lost Riddle. his first name. It's it's stupid as fuck because they think like people will search the full name as opposed to Riddle, and then you'll get the Riddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, is that really? Yes. It's like it's an SEO move. That's what it's for. It's like the idea is that he's more marketable. Just. I think they're thinking way too much, if that's what they're saying. They're thinking way too much with Matt Riddle's character. That thing's easy to book, and they don't get that at all. Yes. It's too much. Yes. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> you, look at, you look at his name, Riddle. It's funny. It's, a, it's a funny. Oh. I like how I like how you can only say, like, a few words, and then you, like, lose, lose and you, like, pull it back. Like, all right. All right. All right. All right. It's almost 2 a.m. East Coast time, so we should right. this Matt, Oh, come Matt. on. Congratulations, brother. Thank you, guys. Thank you all very much. Appreciate you. Good job, Matt. I don't know Thank what happened. Did you get reelected? You get elected? Yes. He, back? Yeah. Yes. He's the Mayor Matt Morgan. Back in on. M-M-M-M-M-M-M. Get back to those OPED negotiations. All right. So that's it for the Wrestling Podcast. You can follow all of us on social media. I think that's all the words. Tune into Wrestling Inc. We'll have more coverage of Full Gear, Full Gear Fallout. Was there a post Matt? Do you know if there's a post uh, post show media call? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. So check out Wrestling Inc. We're we're working on that. That's all coming. It's all coming up. So check it out. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> all right, and that's it. Thanks. Looking for a change of scenery? Scottsdale, Arizona's vast Sonoran Desert offers you plenty of sunshine and room to roam. Start your day with a sunrise hike in the lush McDowell Sonoran Preserve. Soak up the sounds of nature on a Salt River kayaking trip. Or savor innovative cuisine on a sun-drenched restaurant patio. And with the holidays coming, Scottsdale's decked out with plenty of seasonal cheer to brighten your days and nights. Visit HolidaysInScottsdale.com.